Since the beginning of time, people have always found creative ways of communicating. This is my way. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and we need to talk. Hello, grab your Bloody Marys. It's Thursday and it's time to start day drinking. And guess who we have back? Sarah Cooper. Hi. Hi. Well, it's been a while since you've been here. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, you were here two weeks ago, but that was to talk about me. And Isn't so... that what this always is about? Talking about you? I, <laughs> I, actually, have a, I actually have a hard time <laughs> like just talking about me. That's why like, on my birthday episode... I wanted to try to get to know me better, but I was like, I have to turn the show over to Ethan because I can't do this myself. So, right. But yeah. And now I'm turning it back over again because I'm done talking about me for a while because um, the last two weeks have been about me going to therapy um, and the world is getting worse. And so I was like, let's just have Sarah on and do something light and sort of forget the world you know me bright and cheery (laughs) that's true (laughs) if i need someone who's got the mary poppins factor i call you (laughs) well how's everything been going it's been a lot there's just a lot like literally within the last couple hours meemaw finally decided to make a statewide mask mandate about five months late but Mm-hmm. Solid effort. We'll see how that goes. Because, well, did you see that she stood at the podium and said everybody has to wear a mask, and she wasn't wearing a mask? <laughs> I'm Can like, we just put girl. Como involved of everything right now. Like, <laughs> just, let's just like, what? Let's happening? just hand it over. Um, but yes, and for people who don't know, Meemaw is Kay Ivy, who runs the state of Alabama. <laughs> we call her Meemaw Ivy. She barely runs the state of Alabama. Let's be serious for a minute. Um. <laughs> She's busy balancing her checkbook. And having lung cancer and not wearing a mask. She has lung cancer? Yeah. Or she had lung I cancer. Well, I mean, you want to talk about a pre-existing condition for an upper respiratory illness. Lung cancer is as pretty high risk as you can get. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty top of, top drawer right there. Um, yeah, we are shutting back down the state of Alabama. Because y'all. Or state of California. Because y'all state couldn't do anything right. Let's be serious. Well, I mean, says the girl who lives in Alabama. Hey. Hey, now. <laughs> We're all failing. We're just all failing. I know. It, there's, a, there's a simple few of us who's trying to do everything right, and the rest well, are just like, nope, not doing it. If you it. want to get even greater, the runoff was yesterday for the Republican nominee to go against Doug Jones for his Senate seat, and it was between mm-hmm. a fail an Auburn coach who is not even a registered voter in the state of Alabama he's registered in Florida and Jeff Sessions and guess who won the Auburn coach I'm like y'all couldn't even get that shit right he's not even a citizen of this state like right but he was backed by Trump because Jeff Sessions went against Trump so I'm like congratulations all I need is Nick Saban to come out and endorse Jug Jones and we're gonna have like a fight in the street over it like wow (laughs) it's just 
It's just a constant barrage of stupidity. And well, I will say that yesterday, um, something I haven't talked about on the podcast, but my family is entering back into the world of politics. My brother-in-law was running for county commissioner of the uh, Blunt County District Two. Um, this was back in March, I think, when the original election primary elections were, um, and he. It was such a close race. He had to do a runoff himself, just like Tommy Tuberville and Jeff Sessions. And my brother-in-law won. Oh, nice. But he was just for the nominated position, right? Or he got the the seat. It was for the Republican nominee. Okay. Um, But there is no Democrat. It was running because it's Alabama. And it's Blount County. And smart move on my brother-in-law's part. He didn't. Ha- I mean, he's his whole job is to ru- fix the roads, so he didn't really have to get into the methodical Republican or Democrat. He just ran on the Republican ticket and won. So hey, do what you got. And do. he's now going to be fixing the roads in Blunt County. And so I'd like to say congratulations to Chad Trammell. Um, I've been on the roads in Blunt County. They need help. So <laughs> the roads in the state need help. <laughs> you, drive, so, you drive anywhere outside of Birmingham and you're like, damn, this sucks. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, my brother-in-law is going to help fix some of those problems because he is him. now county commissioner uh, of district two start, nice. starting in November. So officially, <laughs> this is the best part. So in the midst of Tupperville flirt secessions, n- Donald Trump, Talked about how great of a football coach Lou Saban is. Who's Lou Saban? Exactly! It's Nick Saban, you dumb fuck! Like, was he... Is that like a... Is that like loose, like... No! Like, L-O-U, like he just didn't know his fucking name. Lou Saban? Lou Saban. I thought you said Lou Saban, like... No, Lou, L-O-U, Saban. I mean, everybody knows who Nick Saban is. Except the president... Didn't Nick Saban win a national championship during Trump's yes! administration? Yes! Jesus Christ! I swear he's got dementia. I, 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 mean, I, I feel like it's really being run by Ivanka and he has dementia. I have I no thought, medical knowledge or evidence to support that. That's just my personal theory and it probably shouldn't go on the podcast. <laughs> I saw a news conference with him talking about kids should be going back to school. Um uh, <sighs> yesterday and like it not not the content of what he's saying because that's just you know we all know the him in that news conference he was sitting at a table and he was slumped and like he looked bad i was like he's not well like, oh but he's the healthiest person that that's ever been well and you know it was sort of alarming that he did not change at all for the first two years like he's not being altered by this office i'm like i think he is now because he's not doing anything so how has your daily life been in Alabama with all this stuff going on? Well, <laughs> again, my I've been working the entire time. So the mental faculties of having to work with a public who literally have told me they don't believe this is real is alarming. Yeah. And I'm like, Huntsville Hospital came out with an article stating there were five children. And this was like three weeks ago. Five children in the hospital because of coronavirus and one of them has cancer and i'm like if that cannot get your head out of your ass there are five kids and including an infant and a child with cancer with coronavirus hospitalized i don't know what can Mm -hmm. that is not fake there is no agenda in this world where someone would give it an immunocompromised cancer riddled child coronavirus for a hoax like 
I just, I mean, it's alarming to me the lack of empathy that people have in this world. Stuff like that that just alarms me. Like, how mask, wearing a mask became politicized, I don't understand. Walmart just announced that they're requiring masks to enter their stores, which, again, they should have done five months ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and they're even going to have employees designated to enforce it like they're gonna have oh, i love that have people who are called like the health and safety bullshit or something um now what i'm hoping is that doesn't mean just someone standing at the door saying put your mask on your nose and then they walk in and take it off which is an option um mm-hmm. but i hope it's somebody that they put a big burly like bouncer walking through the store saying put your mask on because yeah. like it just it blows my mind like the when i went to target earlier they had a sign and again madison county has a mandate now are they enforcing it eh. um but target said this is required to be in our store when i went today every single person was wearing a mask properly um mm-hmm. because self-police like it should not be on citizens to self-police right now with their such tension in the world yeah. because me going through the drive-through and telling the girl at taco bell can you please pull up your mask is a weird power struggle that I don't want to be in because I'm a customer. So I feel weird telling an employee, Hey, you're not wearing your mask. Right. Because then this becomes some weird dynamic of bullshit that I don't think it's my responsibility. It should be your manager's responsibility. Like I'll tell my coworkers, I'll be like, Hey, put your mask back on or pull it back up. Because I mean, we've been wearing them. We wore them. We locked our doors and went curbside in March and are y'all still doing that? Oh, hell yeah. We'll probably be doing it through the end of the year. I mean, I just knew that like things were opening back up. I didn't know if it. Oh, no. My boss like, is ba- looser. No, my boss has basically been we're we are a medical facility. We will follow CDC guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, Get over it. Basically, I, I, I suspect <laughs> that there is because um, did you see that the mayor of Chilton in Chilton County died of COVID-19? I saw somebody did. I didn't know who, what county. Yeah, them, one of yeah. The, I for, I think it's called Chilton down in Chilton County. Um, was the city? I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is a city in Alabama down around Chilton County that the mayor died of COVID nineteen. And then today I saw that the governor of Oklahoma has COVID nineteen. Well, the mayor of Atlanta so, does. Mm-hmm. So I I suspect that there is a bit. I mean, again, I talk to you people in Alabama and like. I sit every day in California, which is people think that it's a very, very, very blue state. It's not super blue. It is Los Angeles, San Francisco and San Diego are all three very blue cities and they control the state in a lot of ways. But the state as a whole is a very red state. But I am in I'm outside of what is Alabama and Alabama is very red. And yeah, so like a lot of people I talk to, they I see a lot of people I know that are very cocky about everything when it comes to all this. And I'm like, you are so misguided because you're in your little bubble. And then people like you and my friend Sheila, who are not like them, but are still around them every day. They, I feel like you might not have as clear a sense of how the rest of the world is going as someone who doesn't live next door to all that um, sometimes. But it's just, I, I suspect that outside of your world that you're living in right now there is a tipping point happening i i think people are seeing people are getting hurt these numbers are up and 
I think people are going to start taking it a little more seriously. But then again, I also have the um, debilitating quality about myself that I'm an internal optimist. So. Right. Well, and uh, to follow to end on end the the update of COVID, um, Ethan is now back off work. So honestly, he went to I work. know that's not a, that's not a convenient thing, but that's probably the safest thing to be that close well, to someone's face. It's just humorous that they were like, "Okay, here's the date we're opening back up." Ethan worked exactly three days, <laughs> and then they were like, "Okay, we're shutting down. Shut it down." <laughs> so yeah. he's well, back at home. The weird one, and I don't know if this applies to California too, but in Alabama, one of the things that was safe to be open was a gym. Oh, they and shut I'm down like, the gyms again. Yeah, I was like, let's just let's do okay. We all know those hotheads who like pump iron and they're like gonna heavy breathe, and they're mm-hmm. not gonna be wearing a mask while doing it. And then on the equipment and all that, I'm like, how is that sanitary and safe? Of all the things. Because, hell, well, I'd rather go get a tattoo or get my hair cut than go to a mm-hmm. gym where you're spitting while lifting weights. Yeah. Well, I did go hiking the other day at Runyon. And Runyon is very steep, the hills. And I was wearing a mask the whole time, unlike some idiot, stupid people that go hiking there. Um, I won't go back to Runyon. Because I'd never been to Runyon. I'd always gone to Griffith Park. And... So I was like, everybody's like, Runyon, Runyon, Runyon. It's on the, ver- like, Runyon is on the dividing line between Hollywood and West Hollywood. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, West Hollywood people there. And, yeah, they were all dumb. Except for the girl that I ran into from my church. I said, hey, Ann. Uh, <laughs> but we did not touch. We did not take our masks off. But I did. I almost passed out wearing this mask at Runyon. Um, I'm going to have to get another mask. I'm going to have to get, I mean, I'm never going back to run, you know, I always just go to Griffith because it's a lot less crowded. Um, and yeah, I working out without, with the mask, I've gained some weight and I was going to try to go running, but I couldn't even walk <laughs> while wearing a mask. So I'm not even going to attempt to run and wear a mask, but yeah, I have a I- friend who, um, worked, at, works at Equinox in Hollywood. And he said that, they opened back up and there actually wasn't that many people there. Like he's like, we just had nothing to do all day because they, nobody came. I, I think I have found this out having to wear masks, especially at work. I've decided that I will wear the fabric ones to go like do a quick errand, like, and use the paper ones. If I have to wear it all day, like the surgical mask, the the mass produced ones only because Mm -hmm. the fabric ones are so thick that after nine hours, like, I can do it. It's fine. I've ha- I've done I've done it this whole time, but mm-hmm. it's again. It's supposed to mainly contain your respiratory droplets, which is the grossest phrase I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> respiratory droplets, but that's the gist of why you're wearing it. So I'm like, there's no need for me to wear six thousand layers of fabric on my face for nine hours. Well, I was like, actually wearing one of the paper masks at uh, Runyon, and it was so hot. I had to. I mean, it off yeah. Forward plastic lined right um, yeah it's not so. i mean again i try to remember it's not pleasant but if some if a doctor can do a 13 hour brain surgery wearing it i can wear it for mm-hmm. nine hours and well, not and, and sit is, and not do a tedious task like a brain surgery 
Well, and the thing people need to remember is you don't have to wear your mask inside your own home. If you hate wearing the mask, stay inside your own home. Or in your car. There's no need to wear car. it. You, I just, literally have a stack in my car. If I go through the drive-thru, I place my order at the window, put it on, and then take mm-hmm. my food and take it off as soon as I drive away. I'm sure the people laugh at me because I look like a freak because I'm ripping it off just as soon as I pull away because I don't mm-hmm. need to wear it anymore. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and then let's talk about happy things when we come back. Or strange things. You know what? What? We went from my birthday episode to your therapy episodes and never acknowledged my birthday episode. We did. And so on that lovely segue that I'm so good at, I want to say a very public thank you. Oh, I can be a hard ass and I hate mushy. So that's as close as you're going to get to any mushy sentiment from me about it. But I was really oh, appreciative yeah. of you it. You were... Um... Yeah, you don't do well with with mushiness. And I actually do very well with mushiness. Like, I'm a very mushy, touchy-feely. Stay the fuck away from me. (laughs) I love to tell people how much they mean to me. Um, And, yeah, so you're welcome. I'm glad that I could celebrate my best friend on this show. Um, And include my mother with her country-ass accent. I know. Jaja showed up. So that was fun. I you was what was was that the most surprising thing that I had your mom on the podcast? Yes, only because as soon as it cut in, I was like, "How and what did you say to convince her to do that?" Because- I I I'll I'll tell you the the production secrets. I told her what I was doing. I said, "This is what I'm doing." Um, you have an iPhone. Go to voice memos. That's the easiest way. I found that if you send me a voice memo, I can I can drop the voice memo into my editing software and it's done. It it sounds great. Um, and just get I said the only caveat is we call you Jaja. Your real name is not lit. Li, we've never used your real name. I don't want to use your real name. You're just Jaja. So I said that's it. Anything else? Just give me a message for Sarah on her birthday. And then you did and, it with Jesse and Alex too, who mm-hmm. I've known for about eighteen years. Yeah. Which is wild to think of. And no, no, it was about 18 years. It really is. So, yeah. And Paulette, who there is a, yeah. there is a video that came with that, that. Right. I, um, <laughs> the, the, the audio that's in the podcast is the audio of the video that Paulette sent to you after I told Paulette that it was your birthday and she wanted to wish you a happy birthday. So Paulette being Cher's best friend. Obviously. <laughs> um, two people that did not show up that I did invite, I will say, was your father and Cher. Oh, hell no. So. Yeah. <laughs> I told Jaja, I was like, if you want, you know, dad to do one too, um, that would be great. If not, no my, worries. My dad is even more stoic and not mushy than I am. So I know because <laughs> I know your dad personally. He'd probably be like, hey, Sarah, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> and, and my Josh, dad, I got all emotional about it. My dad is the stereotype of the dad who signs and writes everything in capital letters. So, really? Yes. It is the funniest thing to me because someone once pointed out to me that do all dads write write in capital letters? And I was like, you know, I think they do. 
I like, think my dad does too. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just thought about that. Like, I know that he makes R's. All R's are capital letters. Yeah. That's um, so weird. My dad does that too. I never thought about that. <laughs> that was, it was very nice and it was very surprising. <laughs> Let's do something a little more lighthearted now. We were talking about um, the other day about ways to really just kind of create a space that might be a little bit more relaxing and lighthearted and fun to for this hour of, of podcasting and you had um mentioned some some things to just create a lighthearted hour of podcasting and and ways to get to know you and me on a deeper level a little bit too mm-hmm. um and so you came up where you found what was it uh they're questions to ask on a first date kind of thing. kind of they're like weird off the wall random get to know you questions that you can use okay. for like a first date to like kind of break the ice that's not the standard discussing things like politics religion and your job so you want to go Two through the, the list <laughs> yes i would love to what are, what are some of these questions okay. that are on this list <laughs> I say, there's like there's thousands of lists out there and I think I went through the one that was like 67 and I pulled eight of them that I thought would be at least funny or thought provoking. So yeah, or getting to know us like a way is something that could never come up on this podcast that it's just like, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> yes. Okay, you ready? Yes. Think hard. Okay. What is the dumbest way you've ever been injured? Oh, I know that one for sure. Okay. When I was 18, um, we went to, we used to have season tickets to the Alabama football games. Um, and I think I met a girl there. I can't remember if I, I don't remember how I met this girl, but I remember she was at Alabama football games sometimes, but she also lived near me in Jasper. We were in a, um, uh, we were in a park at one night and I don't know if anybody remembers these, but I was wearing these wallaby boots, the, um the Clarks that we, everybody was wearing at one point, you know, and they're very slick on the bottom. Well, she had <laughs> dared me to run up the slide, like run up the, the, you know, where you're supposed to slide down, run mm-hmm. up it. And I did, I ran all the way up it to the top. And then she's like, now slide down standing up. And I was like, okay, so I did it. <laughs> I slid down standing up. And how'd that go? It went well. I did it perfectly. You know, I slid all the way to the bottom and trotted off to the off the end. Well, then I was like, oh, that was neat. I'm going to do it again. I got to the very top and then I slid down again. And when I got about halfway down the slide, uh, my feet went above my head <laughs> and my and my my back, like my back landed on the side of the slide. You know how there's like a two inch raise on each mm-hmm. side of the slide. My back landed on that and I actually broke my back in two oh places. Oh my god! When I was eighteen, um, <laughs> luckily it was just a crack, uh, two cracked vertebrae, um, and the chiropractor was like, "Yeah, they're sitting exactly where they're supposed to be sitting to heal. Um, there's no pinched nerves. There's no. It's just gonna have to heal." And so for like a year and a half, I had back pain <laughs> because I was trying to impress a girl. See, folks, this can is you what remember happens. her name? I have no idea what her name is. Oh, so she was real important. No. Well, that this is what happens when you try to live an inauthentic life. I was trying to impress a girl because I was still trying to pretend that I was straight. That's fair. If I had just embraced my homosexuality, I might not have broken my back. Well, what yeah. about you? Do you have a do you have so, one? So, I have the first one I always think of. I didn't like 
I've never broken a bone, really. I've done a lot of stupid things that end up with like bumps and bruises. But my first reaction was when I was about 9, 10, 11 in that range. And the dog, our dog Nikki was wanting to go outside. And I was just fucking with her because I'm a stupid kid. A kid. And so I opened the door and she would like dart at it, but like only open it like a crack. Do you see yeah. where this is going? <laughs> and so i did it like three times and then i yanked the door back and smacked myself in between my eye my eyebrows with the door (laughs) um and my dad of course is sitting on the couch saw me and bust out laughing (laughs) (laughs) and knowing you you probably were mortified oh i was all that i was only more i would have been worse if it was other people like if it yeah. was like a crowd of people, it would or my mom's friends or something, it would have been worse. But I was pretty yeah. mad, and my dad pretty much laughed. It was like, well, that, that's what you get for being dumb. What mm-hmm. you do? Like, what were you doing? What's the next one? The next question. Okay, what would be the most terrifying animal if it could speak? And I have Definitely. my answer already. Go ahead and give me yours, and that might jog some thoughts into me. Fucking chickens, because I hate them. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and they um, just. I just feel like they would chase you around calling you a bitch or something all the time because <laughs> I, hate- <laughs> I hate chickens. I just they're suspicious. I don't like birds anyway, but something about chickens just scare me. So I might have told you the story already, but I think it's worth retelling because I have a cousin named Becky. She told me this is what this is a true story. At, we were at a family reunion one time and point of reference about this friend about this cousin she won the lottery so <laughs> quite literally people, people from, yeah she literally did for people from bug tussle winning the lottery that sets the stage she comes up to me at the grand reunion she goes kyle i just have to tell you my biggest fear in all the world is falling down and having my eyes picked out by birds <laughs> like that's a valid fear and she and i told mom mom why did becky say that to me and she goes well she works in chicken houses i was like oh and so i circled back to becky later that day and she goes yeah every time i go in the chicken houses i wear goggles because you know if you fall down they're going straight for your eyes (laughs) so that is a valid that's valid what you feel that it's true. <laughs> they're going to feel they're, like they're, they're chasing you around, calling you a bitch all day. Like they're just well, mean. They, they are the descendants of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. So, right. Um, let me see. If it I could, think... like, if it would talk to you, like, my other knee jerk reaction would be my cats because they could so sell me up the river with the shit I've mumbled under my breath at home. Like, see, I, I think for me, because, like, we've seen a lot of movies like charlotte's web where animals talk you know and stuff and so we we've in chicken run you know we've seen animals talk in a sense but i think that's what mine would be my cats if they can talk they would benny would sell you out in a heartbeat oh he my has, god he, he would, would tell the world <laughs> he would tell he would uh, the secrets that this this cat knows because you do everything in front of your cats because they're your cats oh absolutely. like everything like like I was. It was a conversation Ethan and I was having when he was home all the time. We moved to this apartment April first, which is during pandemic, and I went back to my day job on May fourth. And so from May April first to May fourth, Ethan and I was here in this apartment all alone, all the time, always together. 
And then when I would come home, he would still be here. And finally, I was like, you got to get out of here because people just there's just things that people do when they're home alone that you would never do. Even, I mean, it's not a it's not an embarrassing thing. It's not a it's not. A, it's just like there's just certain behaviors you do when you're home alone and you look forward to those moments when you're home alone so you can do them. <clears throat> and but I do them in front of my cats, but I don't do them in front of Ethan. So, Fair. you know, it's like the cats will sell you out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say my cats, Benny and Bo. All right. Um, who or where would you haunt if you were a ghost for a day? Oh, I think I would start the White House if I were dead today. <laughs> You're like the third person I've asked that to that has said Donald Trump or the White House. Like it would just be he's <laughs> so stupid. He's just so stupid. Um, it would just be so much fun. I mean, and if it wasn't him, um, it would definitely be like other republicans who are stupid i've got some in my mind but i'm not gonna name names lindsey graham because first of all well, <laughs> lindsey graham oh my god lindsey graham um i would i would go to his house and talk about his little ladybugs uh and if you don't know what that means look it up i'm not going to say it on here because it disgusts me beyond belief is it about him specifically yes oh no so um what about you I I don't know. Like I had um Oh, I forgot about that. Sorry, I looked up Lindsey Graham real quick to remember what what that reference was to. Um <laughs> You saw it. It's disgusting. I want to just vomit <laughs> even thinking about it. Um but I don't know. I like the idea of like being the very traditional like 16th century poltergeist type thing. Oh, that it, yeah, that does fit and, your aesthetic. And here in Huntsville, we have a beautiful cemetery that's very old that has a playground near it called Dead Children's Playground. Um, that's like the title of the playground. Or yeah, that that's what, y'all that's, call what it? Pe- that's what people call it. I don't know if it has a title, but it's near their cemetery, and it's called the that's Dead creepy. Children's Playground because the idea is that the ghost children in Maple Hill Cemetery go play on the playground at night. That's the the mindset. And are there stories that people have seen those children? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that gave me chills just thinking about it. I want to so, go there at night so, the next time I'm in Alabama. So for sure, if you're listening, Google Dead Children's Playground in Huntsville. It's usually on one of the lists of the most haunted places in Al- North Alabama or something. So oh, I love that. So that for sure is one of my aesthetics of like moping and ghosting around an old cemetery. Um, mm. They're actually, side note segue we're trying to in huntsville get the confederate monument from the huntsville courthouse moved from the courthouse um and most of the suggestions have been to move it to where the confederate soldiers are buried in maple hill cemetery sure because that would be the appropriate that that would be the appropriate place for a memorial for confederate soldiers would be where they're buried um oh i have another one for where i would want to haunt just because it would be so ridiculous like a Publix. <laughs> like in the grocery section, the produce. yeah, it's in the frozen <laughs> section. Pick up some meats and throw them across the cooler. Ooh, that, would, I, that would just be I so would, ridiculous. I, I would do it. Bitch, slap someone with a pack of bacon every time they weren't wearing a mask. Right now, yes, that would be so much fun. <laughs> See, it's not all. Ha- it doesn't all have to be scary. It can be no. fun. I would go to Publix or Ralph's I would actually or probably pavilions. Haunt, if, if I die first, I'll haunt you. That that seems fair. <laughs> I would come hang out with you if I'm dead first. 
Only well, only when you're invited though. Like, don't hover around me twenty four seven because you don't need to see me by myself. <laughs> you, you, well, I'm not gonna. I won't look at you in the shower, but I will sneak into your bathroom while you're in the shower like, and right, scream messages. on the other side of the <laughs> scream on the other side of the. <laughs> and you just freak out in the shower. It's pretty bitch. <laughs> Right, because you can't hear anybody in the shower, and I do it to Ethan all the time. I pretend like it's on accident, but I really do it on purpose. Like I'm like, I gotta go into the bathroom, and I knock real loud. I'm like, I'm coming in. He's like, you scared the crap out of me, and I'm like, sorry. As he's like delivering so. a monologue to win the Tony. <laughs> right, exactly. Practicing the his you do when you're home alone. Practicing his Oscar speech with the shampoo bottle in the shower, and then you interrupt mm-hmm. him. <laughs> that is one of my things that I do when I'm home alone, though. Okay, here's a really good one. And I feel like okay. this one is a good one for you. Is cereal a soup? Is cereal a soup? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do eat cereal a lot. You like do I eat- had two bowls of Cap'n Crunch peanut butter this morning. Oh, classic. Um, and usually I'm eating Lucky Charms. I love Lucky Charms. I'm going to say no because I think wow. there has to be some type of broth for soup. Why is the milk not the broth? There are milk-based broths. Creamy-based soups. Like potato soup is cream-based. You changed everything. (laughs) So yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it. Yes, soup, cereal is soup. Does that make a hot dog a sandwich? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. I think a hot dog is is its own entity. But yeah, when people say, do you like soup? Because I don't really like soup. You do in now. General, I'm gonna be like, yes, I love soup, Lucky Charms, soup, <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios, not the plain one, Frosted Flakes, not Corn Flakes. That's gonna be my answer. <laughs> I would probably agree. I feel like I don't know. I guess I should have looked up what the technical definition of a soup is because you can have cold soups because there's gazpacho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like if you eat it in a bowl, it should qualify as a soup. <laughs> True. I you agree. can't eat cereal on a plate. <laughs> That is true. You cannot. But I have eaten it with a fork. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Sometimes you don't want to wash that spoon. (laughs) What about you? So you think cereal is a soup? I feel like it qualifies as a soup. It's a very creepy thing, but now you can say you have soup for breakfast. Yeah. And what about the hot dog question? I... Because, again, what's the definition of a sandwich? Because I feel like, yes, it could be, because it's like a hoagie. Yeah. Um... That's true. And you put Sub condiments on it. Sandwiches. <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna. I'm standing firm. I, I I caved on the soup thing, but I'm standing firm with a hot dog. It's gotcha. it's not a sandwich. Okay. Sandwiches um, you have to eat with two hands. Unless you got or, really big hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What would be the creepiest thing to you could say to a stranger while passing by them on the street? I already know what I would say. What would you say? You look very different awake. <laughs> um, that's funny. I like that. That is creepy. It's a sort of um, way to get maced. On, <laughs> see, I was thinking of something like that, too. Like something that's really weird. Um, is cereal a soup? Just say that as you walk by them on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think cereal is a soup? Uh, no, I would say, how come every time I see you, you're wearing those clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Your mother says hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen you since you were a child. 
<laughs> but they're like older than you. <laughs> What's the next one? Um, if one animal was made the size of an elephant, what would be the scariest? And I'm not going to go with the previous answer of chickens. Yeah, okay. that would because, be scary though. Yeah. Like, I, hmm. uh, I think spiders. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrifying. Like that would that would terrify me. I was thinking cockroaches, but then I'm like, no, nah, spiders Ooh. have more legs and eyes yeah. and webs. Could you imagine that web? Oh no, that'd be <laughs> like the movie that missed all over again. <laughs> Just terrifying. What about was, you? Um, I would think any like I was thinking like a bearded dragon or something. Or like a snake the size of an elephant would be terrifying that too. yeah like snakes snake this like there was a great documentary by i think it was like by pbs or something that did like titanoboa which is about like an ancient dinosaur era snake that was like the size of a fucking elephant and oh my god yeah so that like the the, the prospect of that is terrifying like yeah, there are reason things like are made in aladdin Ugh. Things are made tiny for a reason. So I feel like a, any kind of reptile or like, hell, even like a prairie dog or something would be terrifying as the size of an elephant. There's well, anything just... small that big, that's yeah. car- scary. Um, Speaking what... of which, did you see that a squirrel in Colorado has been diagnosed with the bubonic plague? I sent you that article. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just hope nobody eats it. No, but I my friend pointed out that that's actually every now and then it does crop up, but because we have like I guess treatment for it mm-hmm. and containment, it's not nearly as scary as like the coronavirus. Because my first thought is, my God, who opened Pandora's box this year? Who is right. held responsible? Because every time we turn around, there's something else weird happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that the San Andreas fault they were expecting like some shit to go down with that or something, and I was like, can you just not? Did you see the man eating uh, volcano beavers? What? <laughs> Have you not heard about this? Apparently, there is a species of beaver that lives sort of at the base of this volcano. And you can go and swim in these volcanic waters that are really warm. And it's like an inactive volcano. But No, that's suspicious on its own. I'm well, there's these beavers that live there, and you go, and they're just, like, friendly, and they'll let you feed them and, like, pet them and stuff. And they're like, yeah, 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 no, 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 whatever. And somebody went there the other day, and the beaver ate him alive. Okay, here, so. I'll add it to the list. Uh, beavers and geese. If they're the size mm-hmm. of an elephant, I'm running for the hills. Yeah. Suspicious. Well, and that's what I saw the meme on uh, Facebook that said, who had uh, man-eating volcano beavers for July? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> so... <laughs> And now entering the Royal Rumble, man-eating volcano beavers. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just ridiculous. Okay. Um, where did it go? Oh, what do people do that drive you absolutely bonkers? Like an irrational pet peeve. Mm, irrational pet peeve. Backing into parking spaces. I will say it right now. If you do that, we cannot be friends. That is very, very common in Los Angeles. I hate um, it. I just don't see a point in it. And people will break their backs to get backwards in this thing. And not only that, like at Walmart, where it would make sense to have your back end pointed out so that you can load the trunk. Right. I don't understand it. Um, 
for me, I see like all I can think about is people who wear their mask below their nose, but that's not normal time pet peeves. I want to try to pick one that will stand the test of time that I'll hate when this is over. Um, not putting your cart back at the grocery store. Yeah, I that's a big one, but yeah, I don't like that. Um, I I don't know. I have so many, like, and they're not very. They're like really like the backing into parking spaces thing. I don't have a reason for it annoying the piss out of me. It just does. <laughs> right. I um. Tell me some of yours. Tell me more of yours. <laughs> Tell me more of my rational. So yeah, yeah. Not backing backing into parking spaces drives me crazy. Or like when I was leaving Target today, like you know how they have, and I assume this is universal, those little caddy things that you put your card into. There was literally one that was like just outside of that, pointed in a like at a weird angle. Like they pushed their cart over in front wow, of it and then yeah. just walked away. And I'm like, you were so close to doing it right. <laughs> like you were so Stupid. close to just doing the right thing. Why did you not? I'm so bothered. And I think most of mine is that like common decency to other people around you, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it is not hard to put your cart back. Hell, they have an employee right now that's literal job is to disinfect every cart. Like, right. and you couldn't even put yours back. Like, how dare you? Well, and, and and you know this because you know me in my real life. Like, I do put on my, my, like, broadcaster voice when I'm on this podcast. And I do put on, like, I mean, I'm just, I'm a buttoned up professional kind of, like, you know, I like to I be ready, you know. And so. That intro I'm, I'm, indicated otherwise today. Oh dear. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like I'm no, like, I, I speak a little louder. I do. I'm very articulate when uh, more so than in my real life. And I find it like, I, I try to be my best self on this podcast and like my best self on my best day is not annoyed by anyone. But then there's days that when I'm out in the wild, I'm like, Oh, that, that right there is my biggest pet peeve. And I'm trying to think, I can't think of it. Oh, here's um, one. People talking on speakerphone in public. Yes, that's it. That's the one. That's the one. It's not appropriate. Like I hate that. I will say but that that ties into my other one. It's um I just don't like people who have no ability to think about how their actions affect other people because people like you and me, that's all we think about mm-hmm. all the time at all points. Like how does this decision I'm about to make affect the people around me today? Like wearing our masks. But some people right. are just like they don't care. It, I mean, I don't even know if they don't care. I think they just don't understand that what you're doing right now affects other people. Stop right. it. Like, I will say my grandfather is 92 and he cannot hear very well. So most of his phones, like even in his hat, like before he got rid of his house phone, is permanently on speakerphone so he can hear. But he's also holding it to his face like a traditional mm-hmm. phone and to yeah. me like i remember i was in target and this woman was on facetime with her son shopping talking about what they're buying and i'm like yeah really See, it shouldn't bother me because you're you're only affecting me to a degree but you're like i just don't understand one why you can't just have a regular be on the phone like i wear my headphones if i'm talking on the phone right. in a store same here but I'm just like, do you mind? Because nine times out of ten, if you are on the phone while you're shopping, you are not aware of the people around you, and I am guilty of that. 
I have run into many a people or cut them off because I'm trying to do too much at once. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. If I'd seen that woman in a store, I would be annoyed. But if I saw your grandfather in a store, like he's walking around in a store with his speakerphone on speaker and it's held to his head, I would look at your grandfather and think, oh, he's doing what he's got to do. Yeah. Look at that. He's making it work. You go, boy. Yeah. So there's like a level of... And I, that does go into a level of presumption about other people's lives a lot when you see that kind of thing. But I'm just yeah. like, a lot of times there, it's a huge element of self-centeredness. Like, I don't know, like I try to take up as little space as possible in, in stores generally. Like I try to like have my cart right beside me, parked right in front of what I'm looking at and not like be spread out. And I'm like, yeah, corral your children and put them in your cart to like just well, stop spreading and out. <laughs> there is something... And I'm going to add a caveat to this for you too, because I'm going to, I'm, it's for myself first. There's another thing that going to church where I do and being just a part of the Episcopal church in the begin with, we, some of us have a little bit of a, a pretension about us. Um, and you're, you were raised in the Episcopal church, so you know yes. this. Um, something that, that drives me batty sometimes uh, is when people use, foreign languages in their everyday speech as if everybody speaks knows the phrase they just said (laughs) but my assumption is that they know that they don't know it but it makes them feel like they are more sophisticated right however here's the caveat i myself do that sometimes (laughs) so it drives me nuts when other people do it but i sometimes do it too yeah like a numb de pleur yeah like, I do see that because it's there's some people who are truly bilingual or trilingual even and just go back and forth because they can't think of the Eng- the English version of the, what they're trying oh, to no, say. Oh, no, these are white people. White people are doing this. White Americans <laughs> just doing it. I'm like, girl, just say what you need to say. But I, again, I sometimes do it, too. Right. Like, like um, sometimes I say, well, you know, just entre vous meaning just between us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I am, but also I'm trying to learn French. So it helps right. me. But what do you do? What is something that drives you batty when other people do it, but you do it too? <laughs> oh, there's so much. Um, probably I'll go back to, the, I don't always straighten up in a parking space. And this usually affects <laughs> And you get out and you're like, look at the asshole way you parked. Right. <laughs> Why are you such a? Why are you on top of the fucking line, bro? I can't get out of my but car. You, but you give yourself such grace. You're like, eh, it's fine. I'm just running in for a second. Right. <laughs> I have done like, I will pull into a parking spot and be so crooked, and I know it affects the. It's going to affect my neighbor, person parked next to me, getting out or getting in their car. And then I, I do a lot of times try to straighten up anyway, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't. And then I'll get home at the end of the day and pull in and the person next to me is like on top of the line and i'm like look at how you're parking asshole and just like (laughs) no grace whatsoever (laughs) like just so that probably and i can probably i listen to my music i know way too loud in my car like i know for a fact my people around me i don't have a bass but 
I'm sure people around me. Can oh, honey, I'm all about that bass. <laughs> so I'm sure there are people when I drive around, they're like, God, turn your fucking music down, you weirdo. <laughs> um, which I'll do to other people if I can hear their bass, not so much their music. because, But if I can feel their bass, I'll be like, that's obnoxious. But I'm like, I'm sure people are like, you're really obnoxious. <laughs> it is 7 a.m. What are you doing with your life? Like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> what, um, what number are we on? Uh, we have one more. Okay, perfect. All right. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? The funniest amount of alcohol. No, funniest by adding alcohol. Her. I'm going to say golf because there's that sport is so serious and so technical that if we required people to play drunk, (laughs) (laughs) I would watch golf. I don't get golf. I don't find it entertaining. I just, it's not like, I don't get it. But I feel like if we force people to play drunk, it'd be hysterical. See, I'm thinking the same thing about tennis. Could you imagine like running across the court <laughs> to get that ball and then just eating shit on the on the yeah. court because you, you lost your <laughs> equilibrium? <laughs> I, yes. I did see a video on TikTok and I don't remember the guy, but he was like, he put on drunk goggles. And he was going to try to dunk a basketball. (laughs) It was really funny. Um, I wouldn't say any contact sports or water sports only because I don't want people to drown. or. I was thinking water polo. And then I was like, nah, they just drown. And, you know. But I feel like something like golf or tennis would just be. Or even like cycling. Could you imagine Lance Armstrong doing the Tour de France inebriated? Well, he did it hopped up on steroids. Yeah, but this would not benefit him. This would be a hindrance. (laughs) We are going a little longer than I like to because I've been very good about keeping it under an hour. Um, But I didn't want to go without acknowledging the deaths of this week. Um, We went kind of serious and then we got really happy and light. And now I'm going to end on a serious note again, I guess. But um, the this whole Naya Rivera thing has got me a little shook. Yeah. Let me, I, again, I did not care for Glee that much. I liked it in idea, not in practice. Um, But let me see if I can find it. Because E! News put out something that I thought was really poignant. That basically said Naya Rivera's final act was getting her son to safety. Yeah, I saw that. that And I was just like, and that kind of summed up everything about it to me. was like, because, I mean, it's unfortunately we will never truly know what happened happened yeah in the sense that how a sober adult and child went from swimming to the adult drowning like i guess for me i don't like most of the time when i hear about drowning accidents it's like the boat crashed and something happened yeah but that doesn't sound like that's what happened here (laughs) right he was asleep in the boat so he got on the boat and then fell asleep and she just never came up and i'm just like yeah that is wild to think about and it's not like it's like an uncharted lake or something either yeah it's very peaceful it's like like and it's like man-made so there's not a massive water current yeah not at all i mean and and elvis's grandson died this week he committed suicide there was another one. What was the third one? Um, the first one. Kelly the first Preston. Person. Kelly Preston passed Kelly away. Kelly Preston. That was it. Kelly Preston was cancer, the third one. I believe. Which was weird because in 2009, Kelly Preston and John Travolta lost their son. But, right. you know, none of these 
all three of these deaths were not COVID related at all. And that was just, that's an interesting caveat to, cause you remember back in 2016 when so many people died randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I was very sad about Naya Rivera. Um, like, like you said, I was, I was kind of into Glee when it first came out and then it kind of jumped the shark very early for me. Um, but apparently people who were a little younger than us were very, very, very inspired by Naya Rivera and her queer storyline. Oh, absolutely. That's everything I've read is people are just, they, she brought a, her character rather brought a level of, um, seeing i i can't think of the word i want to use but like being able to see yourself on television right representation it was it was a very it was kind of groundbreaking her actual storyline yeah Um, because she was not just a queer female character but she was latina as well yeah she was um and, and you don't really ever see latinx people on tv living out queer life um like that and and it's just very interesting um, and I just wanted to take a moment to honor her and honor Kelly Preston and, and what was the name? Elvis Benjamin Cal, uh, Benjamin Kiao, I believe it's, I don't know. Yeah, Benjamin Kiao. Well, it was Lisa Marie Presley's son. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're all in our prayers and, and their families and especially Naya Rivera's family. Yeah. Um, cause Did that's you, just hard. I will say I saw just like within the last 24 hours the creators of glee are setting up a college fund for her son to make sure he's oh, taken care great. of that's um, good I, I hope he has a good relationship with his father and i hope that they that his father is someone that will take good care of him and honor his mother's legacy and for for him because i mean four years old you're not going to have very many memories of your mother absolutely at when you get to be our age oh yeah with that so Anyway, um, thank you for this hour of entertainment and fun. I'm glad that you're back on the show. <laughs> Hopefully we can do more fun stuff and life will lighten up a little bit. Absolutely. Well, we got we to gotta make our own fun. And Ethan, he's talking about because like he was just kind of playing the waiting game and he wasn't like feeling the pressure to lean in to learn how to cook this or learn how to do that and now he is leaning into that he's like i think i want to do some watercolors or maybe do more creative writing or you know he's he's leaning into that and i think we're all gonna have to just make the life we want for ourselves right here right now so mm-hmm. and that's hard just because we're in the middle of a pandemic don't start on join an mlm i'm on a very massive anti-mlm youtube watching thing deep dive don't join MLM. M- uh, mlm multi-level uh, multi-level marketing or pyramid schemes like your lula rose and your beach bodies oh yeah 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 stay away from um those. is that <laughs> a, is that way. a risk that people are gonna is like people are joining those left and right um i'm th- not sure if they're joining them but i know that the girl i watch on youtube um she found a lot of videos of people using the pandemic as a way to promote and try to accrue people on their mm. teams because you can work from home and you don't have to do, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that light at the end of the tunnel thing that is never true with an MLM. Um, right. So, yeah. 
Well, that's good advice. I'm <laughs> just, not going to do that. Just because it's an MLM does not, or just because you're in a pandemic doesn't mean an MLM is going to be your problem solver. And on that note, if you would like to follow Sarah on Instagram, you can follow her at Sadie May 57. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at Kyle L. Henderson. And you can also go to the Facebook page, Not For Nothing, and join the conversation. And if you would be so kind, go to your favorite podcast app and rate and subscribe this show so others can find us too and others can join the conversation. We are well over our time, so I'm going to go and finish off my pot of coffee. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And going to eat my tacos. There you go. Leftovers from Taco Tuesday, huh? No, I make them. (laughs) See, pandemic. It's helping everyone. Bye. Hello and no. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Is this the first time you've done this? How do you podcast? How to podcast for dummies. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Not For Nothing. <laughs> that was that's the actual intro. Are you sure that was a RuPaul entering the workroom? Hello, hello, hello. I hate this. (laughs) I'm canceling everything. (laughs) Forget it. We're done.